Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tracy. I'm your greeter this morning. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? Well, welcome to Declare Victory. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Good morning, Tracy. It's Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. How are you? I am awake and on a second cup of coffee, so we're good. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. It's so good to hear your sound early this morning. Um, I have a question for you really quickly before everybody starts to get on the line. Um, Hold on, let me just pull up my phone. Um, uh, Let me read. Okay. Are you praying or is no, how do you pronounce her name? Noella? Did I say that right? I've, yeah, I believe Dwayne is going to pray this morning and I'm going to, I'm going to do the teach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for telling me that. Okay. And and her name's Noella, but I don't think she's going to be able to get on this morning. Okay. Okay. Good morning, brother Dwayne. Okay, prayer. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning. Great to hear you. It's good to hear you too.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has there any is there anybody else that called into the call and didn't say good morning? This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It is amazing to be amongst the living on this Saturday morning. So, Father, we usher in your presence on this morning to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for another day of life. We honor you. We glorify your name on this Saturday morning. Because you are the head of our lives and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, we thank you for your grace and mercy on this morning. And we usher in your presence, oh God, we love you and magnify your name. Amen and amen and amen. It is amazing on this Saturday morning to be awake. Ooh, I'm so grateful, so, so, so grateful just for the little things. To be able to stretch and move and breathe and um, with no restrictions. Anybody want to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Tracy and family. This is Bubbly. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Bubbly. Good morning. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Good morning, Kedra. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to hear y'all sound early this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, it's Monica. Good morning. Y'all sound so good at 6.02 in the morning. Good morning, good morning. Anybody else like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Anybody else like to take the time to say good morning? Before we uh, get ready to move to the next segment of the call, would anybody else like to take the time to say good morning before we proceed? Hey, I've already said good morning, but I have a spoken prayer request. If we could pray for uh, my Aunt Vera. She's been back admitted to the hospital and um, the Burkett family, they just lost um, one of the members of the family. Okay, um, I got um, Auntie Vera back in the hospital. We're gonna pray for her healing. And then what's the name of the family that you just gave me? Uh, Burkett, B yes, B-I-R-K-E-T-T. -T. Okay, lift them up in prayer, okay. Amen, thank you. And who's this? Who am I speaking to? This Kedra. Oh, Kedra. Okay, Miss Kedra, my sister. Okay, I got it. Anybody else? Good morning, family. It's Rochelle. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Saturday to you as well. Okay, it's time to get started with the call. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue joining us for the rest of June, where our new monthly theme is entitled Order. This means that all our declarations will be focused on us understanding order according to the mind, heart, and will of God. There are no announcements today from the app. Uh, we do have one spoken, uh, two spoken prayer request from Kendra. She's asking that we lift her auntie Vera up who has been admitted back into the hospital and we're going to ask God just to heal her. And we know the power of prayer, especially when we come corporately, collectively um, to stand on his word and to remember the bucket, bucket, B-I-R-K-E-T-T -T family, um, to lift them up in prayer as well. Uh, the order of the call this morning, um, hold on, I'm so sorry. The order of the call this morning is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dwayne. Um, 
then the declaration will be brought by Sister Sarah. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought, brought by Brother Dwayne, and the declaration will be brought by Sister Sarah. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Matthew 6 and 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. At this time, we ask you to place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. Everybody take the time at this moment to look down at your phones and please, please, ma'am, please, sir, be so kindly to place your phones on mute. Um, I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Father God, I thank you. Uh, Daddy, I thank you for the opportunity to come together with fellow saints, with brothers and sisters. I thank you, Lord God, to be in the midst of uh, your children and your Holy Spirit, um, even if we're not all in the same room, what have you, but I thank you for the, the means and the technology to be uh, connected along uh, airways, phone, um, phone waves, what have you. Uh, Daddy, it's early. No, no joke. <laughs> we are up. Uh, but I thank you that uh, you give us strength, you give us sound minds, You've given us the breath to uh, be going in and out of our lungs this morning and our nostrils. I, I thank you, uh, Lord God, that we can think straight and reason and be able to um, take in what it is you have for this morning. I thank you that we can have praise on our lips and start our mornings off in the best way possible with you, Lord Jesus. Um, I thank you, Father God, that you are a God of order. Uh, that you put things into order, that you have our pathways straight, you make them straight. That, Lord Jesus, if we, um, you know, what what takes a, a good son or good daughter, right? Like when when my pastor recently asked, like, how do I know when you know what makes me proud or know that I have a good son or what have you? And it's, um, you know, when I see that there is growth and um, he is going in the ways that I have guided and he's learning to do his own thing and he's uh, someone who has a heart for for justice and um, loving others and kindness and all those things and so the traits that I try to instill within him and um, you know when lessons uh, I'm giving lessons or wanting to learn he's growing within what have you it makes me proud but I love him all the same whether he's Slipping or or doing everything perfectly or what have you, the love is all the same. But my pride wells up when I see him growing into the godly man I'm trying to get him to. And Lord God, you're very much the same with us. There is an order to things, and you are King, and you are Almighty, and you are Creator, and you are all powerful, and you're still Daddy. And so I thank you that your order is a balance in all things. Um, and regardless of the fact that whether we're doing, you know, hitting everything out the park or we're slipping and messing up on a regular, you still love without, but your balance 
your order holds all things. And so, Father God, I pray that you give us the strength, the ability, uh, maybe the endurance, and maybe the will to submit to your good and perfect will and submit to your order. Because when we, when we do, when we are aligned with you, when we go to our creator to figure out how to be us, when we go to our maker to fill our, figure out how we work and what we should be doing, what our purpose is, Lord God, then things are more in order. Things may not be perfect. We're in a broken and fallen world, obviously, and a lot of that is because we go out of your order. We go out of order. We allow things to be out of order. Um, our first ancestor, you know, allowed things to go out of order, and we're trying to maybe pick up and figure out the pieces, but let's not be mistaken. We slip up, make it mess up, and go out of line on our own accord and choose not to have things and choose not to be in order all the time. So let's not go and blame others. But Father God, if, when we can submit, when we can allow ourselves to know, I've got to go to the writer of this book. I've got to go to the designer of this body and this vessel um, in order to know how to make it function properly, in order how to know how to take care of it well, in order to know its limitations, but also the extent of how much amazing can come out of us, Lord Jesus. When we put ourselves in order, things are amazing, Father God. You can, heaven can touch on earth. You, people can um, have encounters with you through us when we are aligned and in order with you. So I pray, Father God, for our hearts to desire this more than anything else. I pray for our hearts to want you more than anything else. I pray for our hearts, our will, and our mind to understand before and above and during and surpassing everything else, what does being a daughter and a son of the Most High God, what is that like? What is the regular flow of that? How do we flock to that? When my son runs to me and just wants to spend time and I'm working working from home, but he's like, do you have time for this? Can we play? Can we? It's because he loves me, because I know he loves me, because he wants to spend time with me, because he wants to not just learn from me, but he just wants to be with me. Father God, I pray, Lord, you put that earnestness in us to just want to be with Daddy, to just want to line up with you, to just want to walk with you, to just want to be in your lap, to just want to spend time simply because we love you. And more time with you just makes things just right, makes things fit, makes us just feel better if we want just down to the simple of it, brings peace, security. Like we feel safe. My son feels safe in my arms. My son feels safe around me. He feels loved. He feels secure. Why do we ever think we don't need it just as bad, just as much? When do we grow up so much that we forget we need it just as much as our little ones? Father God, I pray for your order to supersede our will, for us to realize that 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 is the case. The need for you, Father God, um, I'm not asking for it always necessarily in a drastic way, but I'm asking, Father God, for us to realize and remember 
how much we need you for the our basic needs that we have security shelter safety peace and joy when it all comes down to people like what would you want out of life and like we want to be happy what does that mean that i have peace i have joy i'm secure i'm confident in that i'm comforted Really, when it breaks down, when I have that, and 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 those I love might have that, I'm happy. I'm good. That's what we seek after. It's one that's kind of torn apart and bounced around, and then yeah, I'm not so happy. Um, nah, I'm not feeling the greatest. So, Lord God, I pray for the reminder. Even, even very gently, just the reminder that. That is what we seek. Everything else is fluff. Everything else is extras. Um, everything else is just really passing. And doesn't amount to much. But Lord God, we need you in order to put us in order. We need to be in order in order to help our surroundings, our community, our families, our environment be more in order our communities and our peoples and our environment need to be in order so that our world can be a little less out of whack and detrimental and unsafe and destructive and devastated we need you in order for this planet to be a little less out of order and it starts at home and it starts within. So I ask for you to have your way and I ask that we allow, help us to allow you to help us, Father God. I invite the saints, I invite my brothers and sisters to lift up your voice in surrender, but in praise and thanks and in the request of Spending some time with Daddy in order to put things in order. Uh, you can unmute your mic and lift up your voice and give praise to your
for myself and my husband in our life. And uh, so he woke me up pretty early this morning to, to just share a, a few more things that he wants you to hear. And so I'm really excited because I really feel like this message could truly be an answer to many people and and most definitely has been an enlightenment and revelation to myself and and what he is saying um, to us in this season. And on the lines of order, I was a little bit surprised at what he wanted to talk about. Um, the the words uh, that he spoke were simple. He said restraining order. And I I was a little bit taken aback by it. Um, it's not it's not the direction that I thought we were going to go uh, at all. But it makes perfect sense as to what he wants to do in your life in this um, nation. And so really the, the, the title of this message is going to be Order of Protection. And it's about bringing order to things in our life where there's been disorder. And I don't know uh, where everybody's at right now in their in their season, but we have seen a little bit, uh, I guess a little bit more than a little bit of disorder in some areas, <clears throat> specific areas, and and have been racking our brain as to what the heck is going on. And so when he began speaking to me about restraining order it just started it just started to all unfold so there's going to be quite a bit of scripture um and so my husband's going to help me out with reading some of it what i want to start out with though is um a scripture that he's going to read from psalms 119 141 through 146 so he's going to hit you with that um to start us out And I'm reading it from the Amplified Version. So again, that's Psalm 119, verses 141 to 146. I am small and despised, but I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Trouble and anguish have found me, yet your commandments are my delight and my joy. Your righteous Testimonies are everlasting. Give me understanding, the ability to learn, and a teachable heart that I may live. I cried with all my heart. Answer me, O Lord. I will observe your statutes. I cried to you. Save me, and I will keep your testimonies. Thank you. To, to to start to start this off, I, I I first want to to kind of give you a little setup here. We need to understand that the Lord is 
a lawgiver. He is a judge. And he is also our protector. In Psalms 89.14, it says that righteousness and justice flows from his throne, and they are the foundation of his throne. And I say that again. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of God's throne. What makes it amazing is that when you read through the Old Testament and the laws that he established on tablets, right, were to bring a law and order to people who were in disorder, left to our own devices, we're a hot mess, basically. But when Jesus came, he brought mercy and truth. And it says also that mercy and truth are released from the throne. And and how how can we access that mercy and truth? Well, through Jesus and the repentance of sin. It says when we respond in affirmation to his truth and seek to order our lives accordingly, his mercy is manifested upon us. So the point the point that I, I'm building is that we have a lawgiver, one who has established rules and regulations so that we can have order. We have a judge who knows the law because he created the law. And truth is his word. Truth is Jesus. And when we use the law, which is God's truth, and we know the law, we can apply the law in a courtroom of heaven. In order to to put a restraining order on the enemy. I wanna I wanna sidebar for a minute and talk a little bit about restraining orders because we understand them here on earth as um something that provides protection, safety. It can provide, um, you know, order in our, in our lives. It gives us a rest, you know, um, to seek safety protection and to create a record of this to prove a pattern. So we, we can actually, when we, when we file a restraining order against someone or, or something, could be a, could be a business, it's to create a documentation of behavior or a pattern. Well, that's one, 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 one aspect. Um, it will help build a case, right? The more documentation you have, the better the case you have when you take it to the, the whole, you know, the whole courtroom. It's, it's actually kind of a, a temporary solution before anything uh, were to go to court. It's the first step to getting justice, order, and protection. And it's really to, to remove the assailant and to provide time for recovery so a case can be built or to get immediate protection. And the more, and the more, the more uh, documentation we have, the better. We, the, 
we would file police reports. We might have family and friend witnesses. We might have a proof of abuse. And we don't, we don't fight against flesh and blood, right? So we, ha we have to go to the courtroom and file a petition with our Heavenly Father against our assailant, which is the enemy of our soul. So I'm going to go back now to the Lord as our lawgiver and judge. So Isaiah 33:22 says, for the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king, and he will save us. I find that incredibly promising because he is for us, right? He's for us. He's not against us. He doesn't want us to be harassed by the enemy. He wants, us, he wants to use his truth and his law to bring divine order in, um, in our lives so that we, our steps can be ordered. And so we can step into our destiny and our promises and our purposes. Um, anytime I think that when we see disorder in our lives, we have to ask ourselves a couple questions. Actually, one, um, how long have we allowed this assailant to continue to abuse, steal, kill, and destroy in our lives? And when, when are we going to have enough of it? A lot of times when you have experienced a dysfunctional situation in which somebody has uh, controlled you, threatened you, harassed you, and, and you've seen it in, in someone's life, you know, continue to go on and continue to go on, and you have to ask yourself, why, why are they allowing this to continue? My husband and I work with marriage couples, and there have been a couple times when we've sat with someone who has been abused in their relationship over and over and over again, and at some point you have to ask yourself, why are they allowing that to continue? Why are they allowing that to continue? So that's a, that's a question you have to ask yourself. It's a question I ask myself. My husband and I ask ourselves when we start to see disorder and it continues as a pattern in our life, we start to ask, okay, why are we putting up with this? We need, we need to get into the courts of heaven and we need to file a restraining order against this assailant upon our life, rather it be through our health, our wealth, our, um, our, our relationships, our family. If, if there's disorder and we allow it, we're enabling it. So we have, we have to understand, one, who God is. So he's a lawgiver and he's the judge, um, and he will save us. And then Psalm 75, 7 says, but it is God who executes judgment putting down one and lifting another. Now, these verses, Isaiah and Psalms, come prior to Jesus arriving. See, Jesus brings hope. Jesus brings so much hope. So in John 5, 22, Jesus is actually speaking in this verse, and he says, the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. So at this point, Jesus has come, and he's giving his Son authority to be the judge. Um, 
that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. So what, what we know so far is that God is the lawgiver. He is the judge, right? He's the protector. And that righteousness and justice are the foundation of the throne. That's what we're, well, that's what we're building up, right? Now I'm going to add another layer, and his name is Jesus. Because it says um, in Psalms 89:14 that mercy and truth, and it doesn't say is a foundation. It says is released from the throne of God. So mercy and truth come from Jesus, right? Because he brought truth. He is truth. God's word is truth. And he came to fulfill the word. So mercy and truth come from Jesus. That's that extra layer. That is where we can say, I am, I am nothing, but he, I am clothed with Jesus. And his blood is what covers any sin that I have. So when we come into a courtroom, we can come with righteousness and purity and receive a releasing of mercy and truth from the throne of God. Um, there's another verse, and I, I don't know if I can find it right now. It might be in that Psalms 89, but it actually says, I don't know if I have it. Um, I'll have to look. Maybe it's the next one. But um, it, basically, it basically says that fire comes and flows from the throne of God, burning all the enemies. Burning the enemies. Now, what does fire do? Fire brings a purification process. So when we've been, when we've been at a place with, with the Father and where we are asking for a purity of heart and a sanctification, it's, the whole, it's another level. Uh, it's another level in our walk with Christ. He brings a fire, and that fire burns out all of the iniquities, burns and purifies us from the inside out. It's Holy Spirit, and it comes from a flowing of the throne of God. And this is what brings righteousness into our life. So we, so we have to thank, we have to thank God, right? Because, because here's the thing about the courtroom. It says we have to enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. And I always love this verse because. And it's literally how I start a lot of my prayers um, because uh, we have so much to thank God for in the first place. One, if nothing else, you ha we have Jesus to thank him for his son, who is, the, who is the one who covers us. He's our defender. He's the one who, who will defend us and, and his blood covers every record of wrong that we might have in our vault, right? In, in our book of life. Jesus is, um, blood covers a multitude of sin, right? And so it says, so we thank God for Jesus. And then when we come into the courtroom, we're praising. Well, that's interesting, right? Like, so pretend you're, you're on an episode of Matlock, right? And you're going into the courtroom and you're praising. That's, that's crazy. Would, wouldn't you laugh if you were in a courtroom and the person who is being accused is walking in praising God, that, that's incredible. Why would we do that? Why would we walk into a courtroom praising God? Because of, 
because of that verse in Isaiah 32, 33:22, he's our judge, he's our lawgiver, he's our king, and he will save us. So we're kind of going, when we come into the courtrooms of heaven, when we're getting ready, we're getting prepared to walk into a courtroom to file a restraining order. We're walking in with praise on our lips for what God is about to do in our life, right? He's going to get that destroyer off our back. He's going to work his law and his truth to our benefit. He knows the inside and out. So the enemy can't weasel his way in. He can't manipulate it. And because Jesus is there as our defender, he, he is going to cover our sins. So we literally get to walk in with Jesus, praising God for what is about to happen. That, my folks, is the mindset that we ought to have. And if we don't have that mindset, we need a paradigm shift in our brains to get there. Because we can't be shrinking back and allowing the enemy to harass us anymore. The destroyer has to leave. The harasser has to go. We are entering the courts of heaven with praise on our lips because we know that God is going to already put his stamp of approval on a restraining order against all of the things that the enemy wants to come against us with. So we, that, that right there was just, that was just God as our lawgiver and our judge. Now God is uh, our protection. So um, if, if you guys don't understand, the Lord is always, especially because of Jesus, he's always our protector. We can call on him and he will come to our rescue. I had a dream recently and it was very short. Um, it was my office door and my office door actually has a window in it and a big window. And on the door was a number, and the number was 121. I get a little emotional when I talk about it because, I mean, there's a lot going on. I feel a lot of things because I'm a seer. I can walk into an, a, a spiritual environment and feel and sense things, and sometimes it is rough. <laughs> I work in a senior community, and there's a lot going on in people's lives, and I can feel it all. And I often worry about what the enemy sometimes uh, what he do, tries to do to come against me. But he gave me this dream of my office door with the number 121. And I woke up from the dream and immediately turned to Psalms 121. And Dwayne's going to read that because it's really good. It's, it's not that long. So just take this, this scripture in because, and then as he's reading it, think about him personally speaking this to you and your workplaces and your churches and your comings and your goings. Uh, so Psalm 121, and again, this is the amplified version. Uh, I will lift up my eyes to the hills of Jerusalem. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber briefly nor sleep soundly. 
The Lord is your keeper. Let me go back to that. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber briefly nor sleep soundly. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in, everything that you do, from this time forth and forever. Thank you. Psalm 91.2 says, This I declare about the Lord. And and uh, if I if I... If I could say, like, just write this verse down and sometime today make this declaration for yourself. Psalms 91, she says, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. I have found myself saying this in some very dark moments where the enemy comes in like a flood. And when I declare this verse, that he's my refuge, he's my rock, he's my salvation, he's my foundation, my peace, my joy, my place of safety, I can hide in the cleft of a rock, he is my rock. He he is my God and I trust him. Even if even if you feel like your faith is wavering and you, and your trust is kind of off kilter, it's just the enemy trying to put doubt. When you make a declaration that you trust him and that he is your God, watch how you think your emotions and everything inside of you begins to shift. And you begin to feel the faith rise up in you. So the Lord has legions of angels to dispatch. There are, they're part of the protection order. So I want to, I want to talk about that just, just a bit, right? I want to talk about what we need to do. So he's a lawgiver. He sets the rules, regulations, and he upholds them. Um, and if you have sin, you know, we all you have to do is repent of the sin and your sins are covered, right? We have to we have to visit sin for a minute because sometimes we operate in sins that we're not we don't have knowledge of until God applies truth to it. So God's word is law and the more that we soak in the word, not just read it, but soak it in and meditate upon it, the Lord begins to teach us about things sins that have been residing either in our heart or our family bloodlines and then we apply the truth to it and then we, then we get back into order so we have to ask ourselves we have to ask okay if there's disorder going on what access points have we given a foothold for the enemy to come in and mess with us so it's simple you can you can enter the courts of heaven, right? You enter the gates with thanksgiving and the courts with praise. You ask the Father. You say, what access points have I given the enemy a foothold 
to come in and mess with me, right? What access points we have. Now, I'm going to say something. Um, my husband, when you're married, it's not just your access points, folks. It is both of your access points. What lies have you believed from the enemy, right? What lies have, has he embedded into your life, probably even from a young age? Um, and I'll just use, I'll use this as an example. We don't mind being transparent. Like right now, um, we are putting, we've been putting uh, prayers in and a restraining order um, on our finances and our health. And my question to the Father is, what access points, what lies have we believed, rather it be from when we were young to now, that have affected um, our ability to see the truth of God's word? And what do you want to say about it? What does your word say? What is, what is the truth? Right? Because truth cancels out lies. And... Um, and both of us have been able to identify times, especially in the area of finance, growing up of a poverty mindset, right? Uh, Dwayne grew up with a single mama working two jobs or whatever she had to in order to make ends meet. Um, I grew up in, a, in a, a fairly well-to-do family. I mean, but they made me think that we were not well-to-do. Poverty mindset all over the place. And when we come into the understanding and knowledge of being a son and daughter of the Most High God, we start to understand what we have access to. And we need to start understanding that anytime the enemy comes in and tries to tell us that we can't have or we have to live in lack, we have to apply the truth. Sometimes that is multiple times a day. So I just, had to, I just had to touch on that for a minute. And then the second thing we have to do is we must file the order of protection in the courts. And, and before we even get there, we definitely want to be prepared, right? And in order to be prepared, we want to know the word of God. That's what we're going to stand on. That's what Jesus stood on when the enemy took him to the high places and, and tried to get him to surrender the kingdom, and, and Jesus used nothing but truth, nothing but the word of God. And so then what happens is then the, when you do a restraining order, like in real life, you're going to go to the courtroom. That's what you got to go to the court. And when you file the report, you have to give as much detail as possible. You have to report the behavior, right? So if someone's being abused, harassed, threatened, stealing, um, hurting, you have to report every detail of that person, their height, their weight, the color of their eyes, where they live, what job they work at, because in order for the courtroom, when they do, when they do get, um, you know, uh, they do release that order of protection, the next thing that happens is the judge will review it, right? He'll look over it. The judge, go, the judge is went to school all those years to understand the law. The judge has, is not supposed to be any prospector of person, right? Respecter <laughs> um, of person. He is to apply the law. 
right? That's it. The facts, the truth. And he has to uphold it. So the judge has to look it over, see if it lines up with what, you know, what is actually happening. And then we'll decide, there's a couple things they can decide, rather, they can actually bring them in and have a little court hearing and get more information from both parties and et cetera. And then when they, when the judge signs off on that protection of order, that then gets delivered to the. And our rights being violated. And our, oh, well, Dwayne wants to say something. Go ahead, hon. When you were sharing, it just made me come to mind. So, like you said, you have a judge who knows the law, has to apply the law, has to apply the law where it it deems fit. So, is there an actual rights violation going on to the letter of the law? And so, you know, we can think, okay, well, I'm a son, child of God, and so he's got my back. But when we're talking about the openings you have, the access points, and the rights. Like, it's still the courts of heaven. Satan does have the right if those doors are still open. He does have the right to mess with you. He does have access if he's been allowed because you've gone on his team, because you agree with the lies that are being told, or you have come into partnership with, and you've allowed full access. So when God has to look at, you've given me this restraining order, and you're pleading for me to help you, and all of this, okay, but are your rights being violated or did you give those up and you're in partner and like you've actually given access to? If if Satan allowed to be in there because you're living a type of life or what have you, now sometimes the grace of God comes in and all of that, but let's be real, if we're living like hell and we're asking God to remove hell from our life, how do you get, how do you, how do you anticipate or expect both to actually happen? If you're living like hell, if you're allowing it, or if you're partnering with the enemy, if you're doing all those things willfully against the law and willfully in partnership and having a good old time, but you don't like the end result, and now you're like, okay, clean up my mess, God. He's like, I'd love to, but... You've given rights now. I can then, I can, if you break this tie off, if you remove this situation, if you um, repent of so I can wash it off and make you clean, and you no longer want to reside in the realm of this sin or be doing this on a regular basis to get your joy out of it, blah, blah, blah. If you've broken away from that, then yes, I can come in, I can enforce the law, but don't, you know. He's got to be like, I gotta, I gotta uphold the law. So if you're running around with this dude on a regular basis and you keep allowing him back in, and I can tell you it's not healthy for you, and I can tell you that you gotta be removed from the situation, you gotta go somewhere safe and no longer have ties with this person, but you keep running back to them, then you're, you're, you know, I can't honor that or I can't help you if you don't want me to help you. That's good. Um, so, so just just in review, we understand that the Lord is our judge, our our, our He's the lawgiver, He's a judge, and He's our protector. The foundation is righteousness and justice. Jesus 
um, who he's given authority to be the judge, releases mercy and truth to us. Um, and uh, and we understand that in the in the realm of protection, you know, there's a, there's an order into which we we want to um, to access this level of protection from heaven, heaven's courts, even into the natural. And and there's a, a, a there's a a system. You know, God's word is basically giving us this this strategy uh, to to uh, file restraining orders against the enemy, so he doesn't so so that he can no longer mess with us, right? And so uh, there's three P's. We're going to petition. We're going to provide details, and then if it's approved, then he provides the protection. And, you know, when you think about restraining order, uh, you just, we have to also be prepared because um, once it's handed over right to your assailant, that person's not going to be happy or that enemy is not going to be happy, right? They're not going to be happy. And so if they were to violate the restraining order, they might end up with charges because once it's in, once it's in, in written in the law, um, you know, then it, then they, you know, go ahead and try it, you know, because then they, ha- they are held, even Satan is held to, um, an order of heaven and he knows it. There's an order of heaven. He knows it probably better than we do. And so that's why even when Jesus was in the wilderness in the desert, he used to, he, he used the written word to try to manipulate Jesus. Um, but that wasn't the truth. He just twisted it. So, you know, why do we, what here on earth, why do we file restraining orders? You know, we're, we're seeking safety, order protection, and we are also, um, kind of developing a documentation of the, of it that way. If we don't have a documentation, there's no paper trail. If we don't come to, if we don't come into the courtrooms, if we don't talk to, to the father about what's happening, and we ask him, you know, if we don't have that documentation, then he, he has access to continue doing it. Um, there's something about Job that I didn't realize until I began studying this. And I guess I, not that I didn't realize it. I just never paid attention to it. Job was doing really well. Like he, he, he was in protection mode. What does that look like? So, I don't know. Is there a, um, I think it, a scripture in Job. So yeah, Dwayne's going to read this part real quick to you from Job. But as he's looking for it, let me, let me set it up a bit. So Job had, hold on. if you read, if you read first Job, hundreds of thousands of sheep and cattle and camels and servants. And he had, you know, seven children, and he was doing really well. And yet, he was a man of integrity. He feared God. And he was, and just in the first part of Job, you know, most of the time when we look at the story of Job, we see trials. (laughs) And we see what Job went through. But if we backed it up and just looked at at where Job was initially in his life, um, 
in Job 1, um, 3, 1, 3 through 5, we, it talks about how even Job even got up early in the morning and sacrificed burnt offerings on behalf of his children just in case they were sinning, right? So this guy was upright. He was blameless, upright. He feared God. So um, it's, I think it's Job 1, 1, where it talks, right off the bat talks about what kind of man Job was. So go ahead and read that, Job 1, 1. Eventually, right. Okay. So uh, Job 1, 1 reads, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright. Okay, blameless and upright, and one who feared God with reverence, and abstained from, from and turned away from evil because he honored God. Okay, so just from that verse alone, this is what he says. He was blameless. He was upright. He feared God. He shunned evil. They say that Job was a bond servant, which is someone who's been released from having to be a servant, but has decided to continue to stay with their master and then get they get like their ear pierced to, to recognize that they are forever a servant. And he's like a bond servant of God. And he, so that means he's been separated out. He has an intimacy, a closeness, and he has integrity and character. And this man is rich. Okay, how many rich people, honestly, do you know that that can, that are blameless, <laughs> upright, fear God? I mean, think about think about the most some of the most you know most wealthiest people of the world, right? And the thing that always gets me about the story is Satan came to visit Jesus with the angels came up to to to, to come to Jesus and and Satan came with he had to be escorted. <laughs> and and basically, you know, God's like, "What are you up to?" He's like, "Well, I've been roaming to and fro." And immediately the Lord says, "Have you considered my servant Job? Why would you do that?" Why would you put, I would like, leave me alone. Like you don't, you need to bring me up to Satan. Right. But because Job, Job was, God, God was doing a thing. He was doing a thing for us even today to learn from this. He was doing something. So here's Job, right. And in Job 1 and 9, I'll read that. Does Job, um, so Satan says, does Job fear God for nothing? So basically he's like, look, he, this guy's rich. He's living life. Like what, what's he fearing God for? Right. Satan replied, have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work. Have you not blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are um, spread throughout the land, but not stretch out your hand and strike everything he has, and he will surely curse you to his face. So there's a part there that says hedge of protection. Okay, so this is very important to us as we're learning about how to um, file a petition, right, a, a order of protection, right? So Job has already been encamped and hedged in by God and protected by him. Why? Let's go back. Blameless, 
Upright, fears God, shuns evil, bondservant, separated, he's intimate with God, he's close, he has integrity and character. So how do we how do we obtain how do we get that how do we get that restraining order to be to where we can ask the Father to dispatch angels on our behalf to encamp us and hedge us so that the enemy can't come in and cause disorder. Be blameless, upright, fear God, shun evil. These are choices. We choose to, to live righteously. Now, are we righteous? No. We have Jesus. Job didn't have Jesus. He did not have Jesus, right? We have Jesus. We don't have to go out and sacrifice animals to cover our sins. Jesus was the sacrifice. Still have choices. Still have choices. So when you get to that courtroom, I'm just saying you need to be prepared. What you know, if you're going to put an order and understand, you're standing before a judge who's going to ask you to make choices, right? He he he's going to say, well, he'll tell you if you ask him. Look, there's what are the access points? He's going to tell you, and you have to make choices. You have to make choices in your mind. You have to make choices in your heart. Um. And speaking of the heart and, and understanding the laws of, you know, I just love this verse. Um, Dwayne's going to look it up. Proverbs 7, 2 and 3 um, talks about um, writing the laws on the tablets of our heart. And I love the word. I love how they word it because immediately you think about the tablets that um, Moses had that God put his commandments upon. So go ahead. Okay, so um, when I say when I say when you get to the courtroom to be prepared, that's that's what he wants. He wants us to have already been in the Word. He wants us to have to have His laws and precepts um, written um, upon the tablets of our heart. And in order for Him to etch that into our heart, we have to be able to spend heart time with Him. And that means surrendering things in our heart that we um, that where pride might be re- residing, and understanding that um, that we we probably have a, a huge part to play as to why we're being messed with, and so we have to come to a place of surrender before the Father, before the Judge, before the King, before Jesus, and 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 come to a place of humility and say, look, um, I just I I I I just need your help. I just need to understand, you know, um, the areas of my life that are not um, upright, 
or blameless or pure. And, and I just want, I want that. And the father is so, um, he's so kind and merciful that he will show you, he will, he, he will speak to you and you then have the choice to repent of the things that have been embedded in our hearts, rather it be a place of bitterness or offense or hurt or pain um, or mind, mind um, perspectives, you know, uh, we have to even ask God to bring an order to our emotions and, uh, and give us an understanding of his truth and apply truth so that we're not acting or reacting to our emotions that, um, that aren't, that emotions, emotions can be beautiful things, you know, especially when, especially when you're in the presence of God to, you know, he, he speak, he does speak in, 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 to us through emotions. We have a reaction to his presence, but most emotions are not true. Emotions can lie. Um, And I say that from experience, my husband and I have worked many years with um, youth who have been, um, who had been abused. And a lot of times they didn't understand what their emotion meant. And sometimes anger actually meant sadness and um you know and sadness could actually mean anger and there was just sometimes they couldn't even even tell us what the emotion was um because because um they never had a healthy environment to express their emotions and um and and so we cannot rely on emotions right? We have to understand truth and surrender our emotions at times. So anyways, I'm, that was a little side gig there. Um, um, anyways, going back to Job, and I just want to, I just want to, um, I just want to go over this part because I have to tell you, this is so real in our life right now. Um, and when, 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 so Satan, you know, went up and, you know, did all that, all did all that and and then God basically said, you know, you can you can mess with him, but you you can mess with his stuff. You know, the things that he has, the things that I blessed him with, but you can't lay a finger on Job himself. And um, you know, you can't kill him. You still mess with Job. He had boils and everything, you know, but he but he couldn't kill him. And so immediately, immediately, this is what's crazy. He had four back-to-back, not even back-to-back, like right, right one after another, but not, not even, even before the other. So the first attack was the Sabians attacked and took the oxen and the donkey and the servants, killed them all off. Or well, they, took, they took the oxen and the, and the donkey and they killed the servants. And then this, and before, it says a messenger came before the first messenger finished and, and came in and said, and well, you know, the fire of God from heaven came down and burned up the sheep and and the servants. So, and before that messenger finished speaking, the third attack happened, and, and the messenger came and said, the Chaldeans swept down and made off with the camels and killed the servants. Okay? And, and I'm the only one ever, every time, and I'm the only one that, that survived to come and tell you. And then the next messenger came in, fourth attack and this was the biggest one because a wind came in the house where all 
seven of his children were feasting and whining together, and the the house collapsed and killed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been times, not to this extent, where it's felt like hit after hit after hit, and before the first hit is finished, the second one's there, and the third one, and the fourth one, this has been so real in our lives. And the, the next part is beautiful. This is literally why God said, you know, have you, have you considered my, my son, Job, my servant, Job, my bond servant? Because what Job did was not blame God. He tore his clothes, he fell down to the floor, and he worshiped. And he said, the Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. And he was worshiping him. I don't know about you, but that convicted me. Because when I'm getting hit, hits from the enemy, I'm not always falling down on the ground and worshiping God. I'm saying, what the heck? And I'm irritated. I'm frustrated. I'm in tears. Um, Sometimes I partner with depression or discouragement. And that's not what Job did. Man, this speaks so strongly to my heart. Because Job used a weapon in his tool belt. Why? Because he was blameless. He was upright, he feared God, he shunned evil, and the only way you can get to those places is if you have an intimate relationship with your father. When you have an intimate relationship with your father, you know that your father has no desire to bring harm to you. So you know that if if he takes it away, there is a purpose. There is a purpose. I, I, I had to add that part because... It's just so powerful, the act that Job did, because we, we have to know that when we head into the courtrooms of heaven, that he is for us. He is there to save us. He is already working all things together for good. So to end this, I wanted to... Pray a prayer um, that is 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 really how it's just my prayer, but it's it's really a petition. It's coming into the it's coming into the courtrooms of heaven. I invite you to come along with me to stand before our judge, our king, our lawgiver, and our protector. And to ask him, petition him, to put a hedge of protection around us, our family, our finances, our health, um, our church. So, Father God, I am deeply grateful for your judicial system. I'm even more appreciative of how you loved us enough to send your son to nail our sins to the cross, to clothe us with the righteousness of Christ, and to bring mercy, grace, truth, 
and love to a wicked generation in need of it. Father, I praise you as you are our truth, lawgiver, judge, and protector. You discharge angels on our behalf. Father, shine your truth on our lives and allow us to see any access points the enemy has been able to enter. Close up the access points by your love and truth, and we repent for giving the enemy access and allowing him to order our steps by bullying, threatening, stealing, and harassing. As John 10.10 says, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Lord, you come to give life and life abundantly. And so we take the authority of Christ over it and petition the court for an order of protection over ourselves, our family, our finances, our workplaces, our churches, our nation. We ask that you discharge angels to be a hedge of protection around us, around those we love, so that we can move forward into the steps you've ordered and destined. We thank you for a double portion of all the enemy has taken, and we stand on your foundation of righteousness and justice and receive the mercy and truth that gets released from the throne room of heaven. And Father, we we thank you for the fire that comes out of your throne to destroy all the enemies in our path. And we thank you, Lord, that you will bring safety, order, protection in our lives, and that that safety, order, protection will allow us to walk in the blessings and the promises and the destiny path that you've ordered and intended for our life. Lord, open up our books. Open up our books of life in heaven. Open them up, Father God, and speak them, sing them into our spirit, Father God, and, and, and dreams and visions and prayers and intercession, Father God. I pray, Lord, download from heaven. I pray, Father God, that you allow us to bring things from heaven to earth because the whole reason for, for this act, for this act of restraining orders, Father God, is so that we can bring heaven's order into the earth. Father God, that, that you would use us as your voices, that you would use us as influencers for the kingdom of heaven, Father God. There's people here on this call, Lord, that you have destiny paths for, that you want to, them to step into an order. You are going to order their path and order their steps, and you're going to show them exactly how to do it because you have strategies just like what you taught us today. So we thank you, Lord, for putting restraining orders on the things in our lives that keep us from being able to walk into your goodness. We thank you, Lord, that you are going to prosper us because it says you're going to prosper us. You prosper in that harm in Jeremiah 29, 11. So we thank you, Lord, that you've given us this, this strategy, this blueprint, and we will access all of the things that you have for us from heaven down to earth in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite anyone to who hasn't um, gotten a chance to say hello to 
pop on here and say hello and, and tell us who you are and so we can greet you. Good morning, Sister hello. Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Sarah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning, ladies. Hello, good morning. It's Moxie Mona. Great, great declaration, guys. Good morning, Mona. Good Good morning, morning. Sarah and Dwayne. Fire. Go ahead, Didi. No, I was was with you on that. Fire. Oh, God. Thank you. Love you guys. I love that. Fire. Good morning. It's Chris Shonda. God bless you guys. Wonderful declaration. Good morning, Chris Shonda. Good morning. This is Cynthia. Great decoration. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. I appreciate your declaration. Thank you for your teaching. Good morning. At this morning, time, I invite... Morning. Oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Good morning. It's Sister Priscilla. Um, just thank you for spending the time with the Lord and giving us the word. And It's certainly an area that I have been um, hanging out in and, and studying. So this just uh, confirms some things for me. So I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. God bless everyone this morning. Sister Sarah, <clears throat> always enjoy you. Um, Psalms 91, it, Psalms 91 is a great scripture, and I lean on that, stand on that. 121 is another one that I will look up and read a couple of times throughout the day. Love it, love it, love it. Comfort. Thank you so much for your declaration. I love, I love that you're called beloved barb i have a i have a a tattoo and it's beloved but the way it's spelled on spelled is the b is capitalized and the l is capitalized so it reads be loved um because the lord showed me when i asked him once how do i become the beloved and he he broke the word up and he said just be loved yes I love it. That's so cute. Hey, good morning. This is Kedra. Thank you for the declaration because, like, order could be looked at in two perspectives, to to put things into perspective and to call a shot. So thank you for the gentle and friendly reminder. Awesome. Good morning. Good morning. That's a good point. Does anybody have anything they would like to share about the declaration? Or Yes, ma'am. I was waiting for you to <laughs> All I could hear when you were speaking, and I love you guys so much. I uh, watch you, um, just watching your life and your marriage, and you guys, you encourage me more than you know. Um, 
When you were talking, though, all I can hear is Defender, the song. He goes before we know. It's like he's our defender. He already knows. He comes back with the head of our enemies. We can call it victory. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about um, getting it right, going into court, and, you know, you can't go in there willy-nilly. If you file a a, 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 um, restraining order against somebody and you all jacked up, so when you said, Mm -hmm. how are you causing hell? And you want God to to free you from it. You know, some things that we're doing, we got to get in order. So much Mm -hmm. that you shared this morning, bless me. Like, I I stopped my workout middle to sit down and really pay attention and take some notes. (laughs) And then, you know, I I had shared with you before about the dream. So when you talked about saying 121, so when I've been, when lately, though, when I see numbers and they won't leave my mind, I do go to the Word and I go to Psalms. I didn't even know that was something to do. So I'll go and read what number that Psalm, Psalm correlate to and just kind of meditate on that. So thank you guys so much. Restraining orders are being set against everything that God didn't didn't um, want for us. You know what I mean? Some of that stuff that the enemy took unlawful, going to court, but I'm going there with my stuff together. So thank you, sister, and you guys have a wonderful Saturday. Amen. Hello. I'm on there. I got you. I don't go. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's so funny, Sarah. You are going to crack up. Um, I thank God for your declaration. I thank him for waking you up this morning for um, the order that leads us into the courts of heaven. Um, the Archer Circle are, is getting ready to start. We are studying um, and preparing to um, teach one another and be taught um, on the courts of heaven. And um, oh my God, when you begin to talk, I said, God, look at your order and just how you prepare us. I love the fact if our hearts are right, that we see the preparation and that we walk the, in order. Your foot, Our footsteps are ordered by him. Oh my God, everything just came together and was just like, boom. So thank God for you. Um, amazing. Go ahead, Mona. And this is Rochelle. Oh, God, Archer's ready. Archer's ready. I was about to say, God is so good. But let me tell you something, you guys. This is, you know, it's, it's funny because at the beginning of the order, y'all know I was fat. You know what I'm saying? But right now, I'm just loving on the Holy Spirit right now on how he's been, like, getting me, like, far as the order that I'm um, rearranging my top, my, my perspective of order and what's around me, to jump, you know, telling me to get things in order. And also to be still and not to put too much on me, you know. But at the same time, it's just so amazing. It's just I'm just feeling so joyful right now, looking at um, how God is revealing to me um, the direction. And when you know you're on the right path, y'all know what I'm saying. So, and then knowing here you going into the um, courts of heaven, we um, um, open the book on the restraints right now. And I literally was just reading it. It was like, bam, here you go. It was just like. I was like, God, I just love you. But the most of all, getting us in order, order comes first, Mona. See, I've been trying to skip things. So I'm just so grateful that I got a, a heavenly father that knows me and knows what's best for me. Y'all, it's so good. Like, no, Mona, no, Moxie, you're not skipping order. You're not doing this. I am so excited. I'm, I, all right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Hello. <laughs> Uh, this is Krishanda. I just love my sister, Mona. God bless you, sister. Um, I just wanted to say, um, uh, just give praise to God. I'm just so thankful to God for you too. I'm just so thankful. I just bless him right now in the name of Jesus. 
um, it's like you guys taught a master class this morning. And um, the weight of a person that could teach at that, that teach that way um, is like you guys gave us the keys, the blueprint. And I'm just so thankful um, for essentially the map as to how to get free, how to get answers, how to walk this walk. And I just pray that God continues to bless you and keep you and put his hedge around you. And I'm just so thankful, um, truly, um, the weight that you guys have had to have in order to teach that way. Just thank you for your share. So good to hear your voice. So just pray that your bodies are healthy and continue. I continue to lift you guys in prayer. I'm going on mute. God bless you. Good morning. This is Gloriously Grace Gloria. Can you hear me? Yes, good morning. Okay. All right. I got earphones in, so I didn't know if it was working. I just want to thank God for you and tell you I appreciate you for um, you hearing and moving by the power of the Holy Spirit and just opening up um, that we have access to restrain the enemy by the power of the Holy Spirit within us and because of what the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And um, I'm like Mona and Rochelle. I'm I'm psyched because when you started talking about the courts of heaven, it just I was like, God, thank you, thank you for for lining everything up and making you making everything line up and agree because the Holy Spirit does bring that unity and agreement. So I just thank God for you and anybody that wants to um, study along with us on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock, yeah, Pacific Standard Time. Please join with us. We love you and thank you so much, Sarah, Sarah and Dwayne. Hi, this is Sister Priscilla. I have tried to get on Wednesday at 7 on the Archer Circle. I don't know how to do that. Um, And I called, I said it was the same Declare Victory line, but when I come in, there's nobody there. Am I doing something wrong? If you came within the last two weeks, no, you didn't do anything wrong. We were just on a break. We start on this Wednesday. We're starting back up. So, Occasionally, we'll, we'll take a break. But the last two weeks, we haven't been on. But prior to that, we have been on. And, 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 and it's on Zoom. It's a Zoom call. It's a, not a call, but it's a Zoom. Ah, it's a Zoom but, call. Yes, ma'am. I need to get the Zoom call information. That's what it, it, I don't It's have. the same number for Declare Victory. The number you dial so for the, Declare Victory is the ID number for Zoom for But then what's your passcode? Do you There's have a no passcode? No. Ah, no passcode. Okay. 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 Thank All right. you. God bless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, I, I did just with a quick interjection. Thank you all for um, just loving on us and, 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 and sharing what you're getting from it. And um, uh, our sister that, uh, that spoke on just the weight that's carrying, um, just understand right now, my wife's sister Sarah's a blubbering mess at the moment <laughs> um, from receiving from me because it, it has been a hefty weight in order to teach this. Um, sometimes when God delivers something through, you, you don't realize, like, you know what you've been, you know what you, we've been going through, but um, to have it hit people, then it's like, okay, now I know why, and it was worth it. Um, but it was a struggle 
<laughs> and it it felt like can you know why um but we we're hearing why and um but just kind of it hits you like it was well worth it but it's like a that flashback of everything and and that way it yeah it, it was weighty it it had to be pressed um but it was well worth it it's it's obvious why it had to happen And we rejoice in your restoration, Sarah. Thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We will continue to lift you guys up. Our beautiful family. Sarah and Dwayne, do you mind if, if I pray restoration to you? Now, okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we exalt you, we worship you, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness and your love. Thank you for your vessel, Sarah and Dwayne, Father God, and how you use the monument today to confirm and approve and affirm to each one of us, Lord God, that you are the just judge, Lord God, that you sit high, God, and that you redeem your people out of the hand of the enemy. So, Father, out of the hand of the enemy, so God, I thank you for restoration. I thank you for refreshing. I thank you for a hundredfold return on the outpour that Sarah and Dwayne gave unto us. Lord, thank you, Lord God, for replenishing, restoring, re, re, uh, just giving uh, all of they need, all of what they need and stand in need of by the power of your blessed Holy Spirit. And I thank you, God, that there will be no retaliation against them. We seal, Lord God, my corotable see the, the very anointing God that you're pouring back into them now, right now, God, we seal it with the mighty hand of the Holy Spirit and by the blood of Jesus that nothing and no one will be able to take away from them what you you have given them. Thank you for affirming them. Thank you for blessing them. And thank you for strengthening them. In Jesus' holy name, we pray and we thank you for all things. Amen and thank God. Amen. 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 Can we, it's quiet right now, but um, is it possible that we can just have a moment of praise right now? Is it, I'm, I'm, I might be out of order, but I just wonder. If no, we I think that was perfectly in line. I, mm. I think you were just led by the Spirit on it. This, mm. No, that's, yes. Hallelujah. Um, can, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 
because we pretty much got whatever we wanted because of who God um, placed in her life. Like we have the most amazing godparents in the tribe. And so just even now, um, as I'm, you know, my kids are growing now, I'm a grandmother, just not living in that poverty spirit or thinking that we have less and just understand mm. how rich we are. It's not, and, it's, and it's not always things. Because as I'm seeing people leave mm-hmm. here, and you don't see, and I live right across the street from Rolling Hills, the, the, the cemetery that everybody go to in, the, in Richmond. I don't see a U-Haul. I don't see, a, you can't take anything with you. So what I'm mm-hmm. learning to really cherish is the moments mm-hmm. and times and just spending time with loved ones. My son has a little lyric in his, a lyric in his song, and it says, I'd rather have memories, not dreams. So that's why I try to make as many, and I'm getting emotional because I'm thinking about people that are no mm-hmm. longer here, but I was able to capture time with them. And that's why if y'all see me and I got a picture with you, you mean something to me. I try to capture mm-hmm. those things because that's one thing that, mm-hmm. that you can't get back. You can't pay for that. So I just love you guys and just know that I pray for you and I love you and I love watching you and your beautiful children. And just it's just a gift to just have you in our lives. So I love you, too. Um, it's Krishanda again. I want to um, comment on that. There's something that I want to press in. I'll be pressing in into my prayers. But um, what I, I've had have been so blessed. I have had a lot. I've had it go. I've had a lot. I've had it go. But one thing I realize is that God will give us, I mean, God has everything. There's nothing that he can't do, there's nothing he won't do. I mean, he has it all. And so what I realized for myself is that I have to press into him, like not to the things that he gives us the things. So the part, again, about the poverty um, piece of mentality, because I grew up, um, I mean, um, looking for coins on the side of the street. Um, but um, but I want to press into that part about how I may have a poverty mentality in some ways about money. But I, what I do, what I know is that God can provide anything is yeah. when we seek his face with all our heart. It's like those things don't even matter, like the things at all, like because he can give it to you. It's like it's nothing like giving us stuff is no big. I mean, it's a big deal because he can do it and we might enjoy it. He wants he came to give us life and life more abundantly. But it's the seek of his face. It's the relationship, all that other stuff you won't even care about once you feel his love. I know I'm saying a lot, mm. but ooh, hallelujah. God is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Here, a hot mess. <laughs> good oh, morning, who, Sister who, Lisa. Sister Lisa, I was Lisa, when you morning. said about when you said about emotions. Sometimes I found my find myself uh, like really getting emotional until I get overwhelmed. Till I can't even. Uh, if it makes any sense, that see God could like uh, help me with this uh, anger that I still am working through. He's cleaning my heart and everything, but then sometimes it comes up. And I'm like, where did this come from? Why are you acting this way when you said that you're trying to get closer to God? You walk in, you know, you walk in, but you, you walk in. You're not, you're, not, uh, you're not showing the ashes of Christ. And so I then start to uh, shut down and like, you know, can I do this? And I know I can do this. And that's the enemy telling me that I know that part that's a get behind me. So 
You're a liar. I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep writing in my journal. And, you know, he brought me from so much. I've been through so much. And then this uh, last week, the doctor told me I had um, arthritis in the spine and uh, in my knees. And so I, you know, uh, got emotional crying. And hold on, Lisa, God, you got to trust him completely. That makes any sense. So, yeah, I'm struggling with when stuff happens, I get just overboard with my emotions. And, 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 I, and, it's, and I, sometimes I can't even identify, like you said, what are you crying about? You know, if that makes any sense. So just keep me in prayer. And I'm just going to keep going and uh, reading and learning, you know, uh, things I can't hardly spell. And I write down scriptures and I'm writing everything to my understanding and uh, trying to, because I didn't finish school. So, yes, I'm going to keep pressing and trusting and trying to get a closer relationship with God. And I uh, just don't throw in the towel. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Um, <clears throat> anger is a symptom of a, a place sometimes in our hearts that God wants to heal. And when when something like that begins to present itself, you can simply just ask God the, what the root is and allow him to take you on a journey of showing you um, the place where the anger came from and, and then allow him to minister to you in that place. It's just, a, it's a journey that we all walk through um, with, with Jesus. When we spend time with him, he'll show us what what those roots are another thing too i've noticed um for myself i'm i have a lot of emotions but not all of them belong to me because uh, god has given us the ability to um to to have compassion for other people and when we're around others we can pick up on their emotions so sometimes when an emotion comes up inside me, I'll ask him if it's mine. And, and a lot of times he'll reveal to me what, it, what um, I'm picking up on um, from whom. And then it's my, it's a calling actually for me to begin to pray and intercede for that person. So I think sometimes, um, well, for the longest time, even in my life, I, I just thought I was going to go cuckoo because I had all these emotions and I didn't know how to, to place them. And they were, they were kind of displaced. And, and then the Lord began to reveal to me that he allows me to feel for others. And, um, and through a process of heart healing and for myself, I was also becoming more, having more empathy for others. And so there's, it's kind of cross-wired in that sense that when you, as you, receive healing in your heart, you're also going to be drawn to people that need healing because that's what he does. He brings you through healing so that you can be a conduit of healing to others. Thank you. Sarah, this is Prosperous Pam. Um, I just wanted to say that that what you just said was, um, that was for me. That was so good. Um, I, I'm glad you talked about that because I tend to pick up other um, emotions. I've always been made that way. 
and thank you for just um, reminding me that that's also another op opportunity for me to intercede. But um, just thanks for even breaking that down because, um, yeah, you're definitely speaking to me. I want to say, uh, Prosperous Pam, ditto for me too. This is uh, Persistent Priscilla. Um, I was just told this from, this is a confirmation, um, a girlfriend that uh, I studied with um, had said to me, you're very sensitive to other people's pain. You pick up on um, what they're going through. God wants to use that. She just kind of said that. And you just made it clear. And um, I've always had that gift and not knowing really what to do with it. Um, and you just made it very clear when you um, said what you said. So there's probably a couple of us on the line that I just want to say, I know, I know. I started praying actually this week for, or last week for the first time um, and, and realizing that, that, that God wanted to use that. That wasn't just something that we just, I just have. But anyway, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I got I to say, uh, as we continue to grow in Christ, it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> the, the, those emotions and feelings, uh, they kind of intensify. And most likely you're an intercessor when you, when, you, when you have those strong feelings and emotions that you're picking up off of others. And sometimes it is really confusing. Um, because it's almost like you, what you go through is, is absolutely for other people. Um, for the past season, I've been going through this, this whole thing of wanting to not, not sure if I should stay in my job or if I should quit, if I should stay, if I could, I have all these crazy emotions, um, from moment to moment. And then just a few, just a few weeks ago, I had a conversation with my boss. And she literally told me that's how she feels from moment to moment. Like she, you know, one day she, she's 100% let's, I'm going to be here forever. And then the next day I'm quitting my job. And I was like, oh, this wasn't even mine to begin with. This is my, this is coming from my boss. So if this is, if this is the case, then what I need to be doing is positioning myself to intercede um, for my boss so that she would have peace of mind in knowing that she's purposed where God's placed her. Hey, Sarah and Dwayne, I just wanted to, um, just one point that really stood out for me was when Dwayne talked about how we give permission and access um, to the enemy and you know how we were praying like I don't remember doing that or whatnot but when um you know we said certain things and have spoken that thing out then praying God's word over it to you know uh to cease it and to destroy it, to get rid of it and to take it to the courts of heaven that was so huge that we um you know kind of look past that we've given him the authority that we've opened the door so that was huge and thank you for that point Dwayne. amen i ask one more question this is didia um Sarah, when you were saying how we do um, 
you work when you go to work and you work with elderly people, but your sense your sense rate is like your uh, you sense things. And so I too I uh, think it was Priscilla that was saying it. I the emotional side and you pick up on on spiritual stuff and it's like I feel I, I, I'm I'm learning to be more careful because it's overwhelming sometimes. It'll literally make me sick um, to my stomach and so. I'm just trying to learn how to not take on everything, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. what I've done. Um, up until I think I realized that it was it was wearing me thin. Like I can't take on everything, but sometimes. And we talked about a little bit on the on the Friday Night Live about the pride part in it when people reach out to you. But sometimes you're so overwhelmed that you can't take another text, you can't take another email, you can't take mm-hmm. another call because it's something all the time. And then, you know, with me raising my 79-year-old mama, because I'm raising her, um, it's a mm-hmm. lot to her because with her, she comes with, with a lot because a lot of her elderly friends now need, you know, me because their children either aren't there or that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm learning how not to take everything on, but it's hard because when I don't, you know, um, feel, when I feel like I'm not there for everybody, then I feel bad or I start feeling like, I don't know. I struggle with that because sometimes I get tired and I just can't do it. And then I have, you know, all these grandkids wear me out too. So I'm just trying to find that balance. And so we did touch on, you know, making a balance so that the guilt's not coming and, and Satan's not trying to, you know, say, uh uh-huh, see, that's why you weren't there. And then Lord forbid, if somebody gets sick or something happens and I feel like I dropped the ball. So I thank you. I, I, I know there's a lot more to that, but I thank you for just how open you are and how you're helping me learn how to kind of balance stuff. I think working with seniors, I've learned more, actually more about leadership even, um, because, yeah, you you could easily easily get sucked into the things that they need or they want. Um, and I always have to ask myself, Lord, what is my assignment in their life? And every time I ask him, it's very minimal. It's 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 literally like uh, it's it's nothing because it, it says that um, you know he that we share and you know we partner with Jesus and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when we partner with him and we realize what is our part and what is his part. Um, we begin to learn how to work with other people and realize that 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 they only need like a very small portion um, versus what we think in our minds as to what we need to give and um, take it from from my husband and I who spent a decade working with at-risk youth thinking and that was what God called us to and then spending another decade working with um, uh, special needs and living with both of these uh, populations, that um, when we look back at those jobs that wore us the heck out and, 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 and we were pulled on in every direction, um, and we're realizing that he allowed those things to happen so we can look back and say, when, we, when, we're, when he's calling us into other types of ministry, we now know what to say yes to and what to say no to, and that spiritual boundaries is a real thing. And that God is absolutely okay with it. And he can, and he, and we have to trust that he take, can take care of the rest of it um, because we were exhausted. And actually I think a lot of times our bodies are talking to us now from what we put into back then and, um, and sustained injuries 
um, from from uh, I, we were we gave them our yes, but but we were we were we decided that we we took it upon ourselves to do more than he asked us to do in the first place, or we would end up staying in a in a in a situation longer than we needed to because we thought that that's what we were supposed to do as as you know ministers in that place, and that's not what he asked us to do. And uh, we're learning, and we're still learning, um, but. Yeah, seniors, seniors, I, ha I have to have some spiritual boundaries for sure. <laughs> it's Krishanda. Um, I have a question. So is this, um, it's about the restraining order. So when I think of a restraining order, um, which was such a great teach, um, I think about a temporary stay. So is there something I should, I need to hear differently about the restraining order or is there a second part of this master class? <laughs> You know, it was interesting. I asked the same question during my during my study to the Lord, and actually, the restraining order actually will last until he until Judgment Day, right? So when the enemy comes, when he judges the enemy, so the restraining order is good until the you know it's good until the day that he has his court in 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 heaven, right? So oh, that's, that's that's a long time, right? I'm, yes. I'm down with that, and that's and I will t I will say that um. There's a really great book by Robert Henderson called, um, I, uh, gosh, let me make sure I get it right. Um, issuing, I think it's Issuing Restraining Orders of Heaven, um, written by him and, and I think another person. I don't remember who the other lady is, but um, it's, it would be worth a, re a good a read. It's in Kendall. Um, I haven't gotten to read all of it, but uh, Robert Henderson has visited our main campus many times, and he is so good. Um, he has tons and tons of books out about the courtrooms of heaven, um, and it's uh, always blessed me every time he's come to speak um, at our church. Um, but he has a lot, a lot more in-depth study. To, I mean, incredible in-depth study to to all of this, um, especially the restraining orders of heaven, but. Um, it, it does seem like, you know, oh, it's just temporary, but, but during that temp during the, during the time, it gives us a, a build, a ability to build our case against the enemy so that when we end up on our judgment day, we can say, you know, we can present our documents, which are already covered by the blood of Jesus. Um, and, and that's, that's how we, and we're already closed with righteousness. So we'll get to actually see the judgment um, of, of, and actually says in God's word that we judge angels. Um, and so that, that includes principalities, you know, um, fallen angels that we'll get to actually part. We are going to be the ones that put them in their place. I'm going to be excited to see that day happen for sure. Thank you. I'll, I'll look for the yeah. book, but I, but I think you have a part too, and you. <laughs> It's the partnering for the book that we're getting ready to read. As uh, it's Francis Miles is the co-person. That's right, Francis Miles. I wanted to touch back real quick with before that part um, what was being brought up of um, with the the feeling of guilt and the am I doing en enough and and am I falling short and you know it's my fault now that. Um, not everybody's being taken care of and whatnot. Uh, you know, the good little Christian guilt trip is, 
it's not okay. Like we do it. I get it. And most, a lot of us on this call are coming from, I mean, we were brought up old school, right? So there is that mentality that, um, of if I'm not here for everybody and, and uh, people are going to be on my doorstep and those texts are coming, those calls are coming. And Lord, well, you wouldn't have put it in my pathway if it wasn't my responsibility. And now I've got to carry this weight. And like Sarah said, no, his bird yoke is easy. Burden is light. What is my assignment? What do I need to be? And it's, he is all, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> he is very much about simplicity because he's doing the bulk of the work. He's carrying the bulk of the weight. More so than anything, pray for the other workers so that you're not doing it all yourself. I always, the, the concept of the pastor running the show and doing everything and burning himself out. Even when I was a kid, I knew that was not healthy, and something is just wrong with that. And and you know, having intercessors and prayer warriors, and so you have to be in the in the prayer closet four hours a day. And like, and you, sometimes you got to work. Like, you got to go to work. So, you know, Lord, what is my part? What, why am I feeling this? Can I utter a prayer right now on my way to something? Like, don't not take on your responsibility or don't just like shun people, not, not, you know, give a rip, but on the same token, you're not everything to everybody. And your season in certain people's life is something very much shorter than you think. Um, and it's, you're not, it's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility to make sure somebody gets saved. It's not your responsibility to pray them in heaven. And it's not your responsibility to take off every hindrance and pestilence off their life for the rest of their life. Like you're only human and you need, your family needs you, uh, you need time with God. Like there is a balance. So what is my role? What do I need to do? And please help me balance. Daddy, help me keep a balance because we tend to, you know, again, it's the good little Christians and I'm going to feel guilty. And that guilty is a lie that the enemy wants to use to still have rights to mess with you. Even that, even in doing good, you know, have me not be weary in doing good. The enemy will still, he's very crafty, get in there. And if I can make you feel guilty about not doing enough, I still have something to get you with. So let's not give him that opportunity and just ask, Lord, what's my part? How do I keep a good, healthy balance? Keep me right. I'm going to write that down. Guilty is the guilty is the lie. That is so <laughs> So good. Sometimes your season in a person's life is shorter than you think. Wow. I'm blown. I'm about to just, wow, I'm about to go run down 23rd Street. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. True. Even Medea knew that to be true. <laughs> You live on 23rd Street? That's like Psalms 23 right there. I love it. Well, to end to end this, I want to read a scripture that I just posted this morning that I <clears throat> that is from Psalms 89. I love it. It says, "My hand will sustain him." Surely my arm will strengthen him. The enemy will not get the better of him. And the, will, and the wicked will not oppress him. 
I will crush his foes before him and strike down his adversaries. My faithful love will be with him, and through my name, his horn will be exalted. What an incredible promise. That's what he does for us. Love you guys. This has been, this has just been refreshing for us. And um, bless you. Get those restraining orders in. We agree with you. We support you. We encourage you. We stand with you in the courts of heaven. And this morning when Krishanda uh, welcomed in praise, I felt, I just saw it and I already saw it in the courts of heaven, everybody praising because all those restraining orders are going to get are going to get um, answered, and um, the enemy is no longer going to be able to mess with us. I love it. So um, enjoy your Saturday and rejoice and have and an, a partner with joy and and uh, just en- enjoy your family and loved ones and and be blessed. You too. Have a blessed day. Blessed day. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, God. Bless you guys. Amen. God bless. Amen.
This conference has reached its maximum duration and will end in one minute.